The Holy Gospel according to John, the 20th chapter. When it was evening on that day, the first day of the week, the doors of the house where the disciples had met were locked for fear of the Jews. Jesus came and stood among them and said, Peace be with you. After he said this, he showed them his hands and his side. Then the disciples rejoiced when they saw the Lord. Jesus said to them again, Peace be with you. As the Father has sent me, so I send you. When he had said this, he breathed on them and said to them, Receive the Holy Spirit. If you forgive the sins of any, they are forgiven. If you retain the sins of any, they are retained. This is the Gospel of the Lord. You may be seated. Beloved of God, I bring you a word of grace and peace from God, our Creator, and from Christ, our Savior. Amen. It was 50 days ago that we gathered here on Easter morning, and Pastor Rude greeted us with the words, Christ is risen. We responded, Right? Right. Go ahead. Hallelujah. Yeah. Pentecost Sunday is the 50th and final day of the Easter season. It's no accident that this season of the church year, which begins with the story of Jesus' resurrection, comes to completion with the outpouring of the Holy Spirit. The Easter story is not complete without the Pentecost story, without the spirit of the risen Christ giving birth to the church, the body of Christ. If we are even a little bit familiar with the biblical narrative, we know that the Spirit of God did not come into being on Pentecost. Our psalm reminds us of that. You send forth your spirit, the psalmist said. It renews the face of the earth. It was this Spirit of God who brooded over the watery chaos in those first verses of Genesis and blew breath into the very first human beings. It was this same spirit who blew over a vast pile of dry bones in Ezekiel's vision and brought them to life. The spirit of God has been present and active throughout history. What makes this day special, what makes it a festival Sunday, has to do with Jesus. The crucifixion and resurrection of Jesus Christ was such a history altering event according to our first witnesses, that it brought forth new manifestations, new outpourings of the Spirit. We find examples of this in two of our readings today. The Gospel reading takes place on the day of Jesus' resurrection. We know this story. We read it every Sunday after Easter. The disciples were locked in a room somewhere in Jerusalem, paralyzed by their fear. The resurrected Jesus met them there and breathed into them his Holy Spirit. If you hear in that story echoes of the Genesis story, God breathing life into the first creatures, then you have good hearing. Jesus breathed his risen life into his frightened followers and made them a new creation 
He empowered them to leave that room and move forward as a community of bold witnesses to his death and resurrection. Fifty days later, in that same city, the spirit of the risen Christ exploded on the scene. That's the story we read about in Acts. Gusts of wind, tongues of fire, a chorus of various and sundry languages. The Holy Spirit knew how to make an entrance. This was no locked room. It was a very public demonstration of the power of Christ's resurrection. And in it, we see that this power is not only for the benefit of Jesus' inner circle. This gift of divine life and breath is for the sake of the whole world. These are both interesting stories, dramatic stories, but they really would be no more than church history lessons or Bible studies if it weren't for the reality that this same Holy Spirit has been poured into us. We would not be able to proclaim Christ is risen. This is a very participatory sermon. You might, I'll just give, give you a little warning. We're trying on be out being Pentecostal today because it's Pentecost. We can't even make that proclamation if it weren't for the Holy Spirit alive in us. The Easter story takes on traction when the spirit of the risen Christ gets a hold of us, when it blows through our community. You may notice in both of these stories that the giving and the receiving of the spirit is a communal event. This may be quite different than some of our modern understandings of spirituality, which I've noticed tend to emphasize the individual and the personal experience of spirit. And I don't need to denigrate or negate those experiences, but the Holy Spirit in scripture, the spirit of the risen Christ, is given for the faith, hope, and love of the entire community. This is what Paul is emphasizing in his letter to the Corinthians. The congregation at Corinth was deeply conflicted, and some of their drama sounds remarkably modern to me. I think they could have had their own reality TV show. One of the conflicts was about spirituality. It seems they imagined spiritual gifts to be a hierarchy. Some were thought to be more important, more valuable than others, and they were imagined to be a personal possession, one's own self-expression of one's experience of God. Like a good pastor, Paul proclaimed a different vision, one centered in Jesus Christ. You have all been baptized into the body of Christ, he told the Corinthians. As such, you all belong to Christ. His spirit lives in all of you, and each of you has received a manifestation of this spirit for the common good. Each of you has received spiritual gifts for building up the community. These gifts come in all shapes and sizes and colors and textures and languages. Paul lists some of them in this letter. He lists others in others of his writing. He reminds us how richly diverse the body of Christ is. 
But all of these gifts have the same source, Jesus Christ. And all of them have a common purpose, the health and salvation of all of God's beloved world. So these stories today shed light on why we take the matter of spiritual gifts so seriously here at St. Mark's. Together, we have been called to steward all of the talents that have been poured out in this community. To each of us has been given a manifestation of Christ's spirit for the common good. How is that spirit manifest in your life? What gifts has God given you to build up this community and beyond? We are a diverse community. Some of us have physical strength and energy to offer. Some have the gift of time. Some have various artistic talents. Some have mechanical skills. Some have the gift of leadership. Others feel the call to help behind the scenes. Some have the gift of speech. Some have a quiet, prayerful presence to offer. Young or old, new member or longtime member, each of us has been given gifts, and each of us has been called to use these gifts for the common good. It is in this way that Christ continues to take on flesh as we become his presence in the world. So we're going to take a little time right now in the middle of our service to reflect on our gifts and to affirm our call to be the risen body of Christ in the world. For the next couple of minutes, as Cooper plays softly for us, I want you to take just some time to reflect on the gifts that God has given you. You don't need to be modest. Just be honest about the gifts that God has given you. And take just a minute about to think about how you might use those gifts, either for our life here together as a congregation, or perhaps the way that you are using them or might use them in the world. And then we will join in a rite called the Affirmation of Christian Vocation. We will have the chance to name these gifts, either aloud, which would be in the spirit of Pentecost Sunday, or in the quiet of our hearts. Then we will pray God's blessing upon all of them. I invite you now to take just a couple of minutes for reflection.
Dear Christian friends, baptized into the body of Christ, we are all called by the Holy Spirit to offer ourselves to God and to all of creation in thanksgiving for what God has done and continues to do for us. It is our privilege to affirm these gifts this day as we turn toward Christ. Having determined to live out your baptismal covenant by sharing the gifts that you now have been given, I invite each of you to name, either aloud or in the quiet of our hearts, your spiritual gifts. Let us pray. Almighty God, look with favor upon all of us in our commitment to serve in Christ's name. Give us courage and patience and vision and strengthen all of us in our Christian vocation to be your witnesses in the world and your servants. We pray in Christ's name. Amen. Amen.